Dropbit Gaming. Welcome to Dropback Gaming episode 46. 46. <laughs> it's the E3 2013 episode. The Sony episode. Ah, oh, shit. You're going to do this podcast solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say you shouldn't judge who wins in E3 because who the fuck really wins, you know? But there's a but because you know on a rare, rare, rare occasion in a you know head-to-head war between two people, one person fucking just does the dumbest things, and the other person takes advantage of it, and that's what's happened. <laughs> yeah, I can see where this conversation's going. Nah, well. The- <laughs> The consensus at the moment is Sony won. And it's not that the PS4 has won the console war and or that the PS4 is going to be, at the end of the day, when it comes out, that it's going to be better than Xbox One. Just or in that it's of, called the the PlayStation 1 either, just to be sure on that as well. So, you know, it's not a numeric thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the way you said it. It was the way you said it. You go PlayStation One, like, huh? What year is this? So, okay, the PS4 One is what I meant. Yeah. Like, it's not that the PS4 won the console war. You know, they. But in terms of E3 and public opinion, and you know, etc. That's how I would imagine you would fucking. It's like a presidential campaign. Who wins a debate? The one that at the end of the debate. Everyone's going, yeah, fuck yeah, that person did better. It doesn't mean that person's going to win the fucking election. Why don't they have the little worm when they're doing the presses? Man, if they'd have done that, I tell you what, fucking Sony's, the worm would have probably had a heart attack. <sighs> this, this episode... No, I'd... I'm being like legitimately, I'm speaking the truth here. When Jack Trenton said there's no fear on used games with the PS4... The fucking crowd, including professional games journalists, went ballistic. Cool. And that's ridiculous because, you know, we're already in a generation where you can trade and share games. So them coming out and saying, next gen, you will be able to do that, and everyone blowing up and being like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's a bit, it's a bit silly. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the point is Microsoft have not had a great E3 so far. They've had a lot of good games. They showed a lot of good games. It shows potential for the system when it comes out. But in terms of PR, I'd say they're struggling mm-hmm. right now. They're on Struggle Street. But anyway, so that's... That's the general... That's it. That's what happened at E3 2013. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> should we just... Should we go down the road of uh, of talking about... Oh, by the way, everyone, that's Susie and I'm Matt. And there's no yeah. locks this week because I 
informed him about this podcast at quite a late moment. <laughs> Plus, yeah, I don't think he's been following the E3 stuff anyway. You know, he has kids and whatever. Kids will do that to you guys. Don't have them. They will ruin your gaming life. Keep playing we'll games. Do- it's an oh. awesome contraceptive. Yep. I find that also. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, right. Games. Let's talk about games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, they showed what the, the PS4 looks like. Who gives a shit? It looks like the Xbox One in italics. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It has a slant. Woohoo. It'll probably look good on your fucking entertainment unit. Oh, Microsoft announced a new 360 to match the design of the Xbox One so that you'll be able to have both. And they'll look nice sitting next to each other. So that's a nice thing for them to have done. For anyone who can afford a fucking Xbox One and a new 360. By the way, since we're talking about prices, the the Xbox One in Australia will be $599. Uh, it comes with the Connect pre-packaged and whatnot. The PS4 is going to be 549 So pretty pretty close in price. I don't think that's going to be a major issue. Not here anyway. In America, there's a $100 difference. That might be more of a... A deciding factor over there, but I don't think fifty bucks makes that big of a difference. I guess it kind of does when you need to buy games and stuff like that. I'm trying to be like I was saying before we started recording. I'm trying to be unbiased. I'm trying to see it from a consumer point of view. People who don't get review copies of games, you know, like I've pre-ordered my PS4. I'm probably going to get an Xbox One as well. Yeah. But on top of that, you also need to get a second controller if you have friends that will play with you, which I will. Otherwise, you save. You're probably going to. They've got placeholder prices for the controllers at EB Games for $100 each because there hasn't been an announcement yet. But that means you're now up to fucking $700 and $650, respectively, for them. It's starting to add up, plus games. Um, PS4 will require PlayStation Plus to play online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But when you buy the PS4, you get a month for free and you also get Drive Club, which is one of the launch titles for free with PlayStation Plus. Which So you'll get that for a month with your free PS Plus. So that's nice. Xbox One comes with Killer Instinct for free. So those of you who are fighting games, you'll like that. I'm just like rattling through everything here. Stop me if you want me to stop. Please continue. Because um, once we get through this, we can talk about games. You know, I'm just going through the, the base shit here. Um, yeah. Sports fans, EA announced NBA and UFC. They're going to try and take on 2K games with the NBA game again. Uh, that should be interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not going to fucking beat 2K because 2K are awesome. But maybe. We'll see. It remains to be seen once the games come out. But they the NBA game and the UFC game are both exclusive to next gen. Usually EA Sports games, they bring them out on fucking every platform there is. Mm-hmm. But um, those two will be only on Xbox One and PS4. So if you like UFC, maybe that's a reason for you to buy a console. And judging from the way things are looking, maybe it might be better to get them on the Xbox One. Just a thought about EA and Microsoft working together, potentially. 
Yeah. It's been playing on my mind. I don't know. Well, I think it's just going to boil down to as the information arrives and not just a matter of speculation or rumour or anything like that. So we shall see. That's that is true. Man, even It probably makes me really boring about it, but yeah, I'm just It's a fair point. I mean I'm only speculating because there hasn't been anything said about how EA because I heard there was a bit of a kerfuffle on the net a couple of weeks ago about EA and Microsoft having a special in quotation marks special relationship. And um Ooh. shortly before that was announced, EA said no more online passes. And then shortly after that, Xbox One said that they will have their little limited licensing system on their used games. So potentially that was the uh that could have been a secret reason why EA scrapped their online passes. But um mm. there's been other things that have made me also think about the EA Microsoft <clears throat> Rumoured special partnership that I won't go into, but um, ah. I have reasons just from different things that I've read from EA directly. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I'll just um, I'm just happy to to wait and see what comes of it because I don't I don't really want to look like too much of an idiot. When I say, oh, this is this is what's going to happen, you know, I think I'm just going to be happy just to sit back and just go, okay, mm. that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's all about the games, right? So if EA's games are good on both systems, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And I'm sure they will be because EA make good games, despite the consensus of the internet calling them the worst company on the planet of 2012 or whatever the fuck the award was. So, good one, internet. You're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I, I've, in my career, I've worked at some pretty shitty places, so... Yes, but did um, they make you have to buy online passes? And did they have shitty SimCity servers? Probably not. <laughs> No, but I had to make sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry, know. I actually used to work at Subway, so, you know. Me too. Good time. Oh, cool. Good time. Cool. Sandwich, sandwich artist is the Got correct term, if you don't mind. That's it. Don't try and belittle yourself, all right? You're an artist. <laughs> 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 oh, man, getting fucking sidetracked already. Um, I don't know. What do you? What do you? Where do you want to start, Susie? Was there any games from Microsoft? Because out of the two, despite Sony fucking cheap shotting Microsoft, like after their nine hours of a break between their fucking conferences, there's a nine-hour break between the conferences or eight-hour break, and it, I think it's a bit. It's a bit questionable that they undercut the Xbox in price. I think they probably watched the Xbox conference and then had a quick meeting and said, how cheap can we go? Because... Uh, yeah, to be honest, I... I don't think I anyone would... saw it coming. 
probably not. Um, but it is about business mm. and to be fair and unfair at the same time. Um, as far as gaming consoles go habitually, I think Xbox, has, well, Microsoft anyway, have always given fairly good stability with um, with the Xbox. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I think Sony probably did uh, a fair bit of undermining, but, you know. Undermining of Microsoft? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was the first time in the history of E3, E3 I think, where one of the competitors went so brutally for the throat of the other company. Because like they, the last 10 or 15 minutes of the Sony conference was just like systematically targeting the policies of Microsoft, even to the point of using the same wording. Mm. So, I've probably compared um, probably the events leading up to E3 and E3 very similar to uh, politics. Actually, mm. I think there's um, there's been some similarities between the two in a lot of ways, and I guess that you know at the end of the day, it's all about business. Mm, exactly, and yet. <laughs> Sony still come out looking like the one who will protect the little guy, even though they just fucking brutalized Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, it's something interesting to think about. Mm. We shall see. I am, you know, I'm just, I'm going to try and be really um, optimistic for both parties, I suppose. I don't I just I don't know enough to be a fucking expert at this point. Or a normal expert, really. <laughs> Any kind of expert. Any kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well the, that's what I keep saying to everyone, like sometimes on the podcast I tend to get caught up in being a Sony fanboy, obviously. Yeah. But in general in conversations about this kind of stuff I try to play the diplomat because there's always someone else there who's defending Sony and there's someone defending Microsoft. And so I find it much easier in that situation to be able to stay neutral and and play the devil's advocate in the conversation. Yeah. But that's why I get carried away on the podcast because there's no pro-Sony at all. I have to defend my beliefs. (laughs) Oh, whatever. But um, my point I, – do I have a point? I think I had a point. Um, oh, yeah. What I've been telling everyone is just wait and see, like you said before. That's literally what I've said to everyone. Why don't you just wait and see? Because it's there's still six months to go until the release or five months even, probably. Five months until the consoles come out. You've got Gamescom, I'm pretty sure, is between now and then. And TGS, although I don't know about how big of a a showing Microsoft will have at TGS, considering the Xbox One doesn't come out in Japan until late 2014, I believe. Yeah, but they usually have a pretty good 
following it, TGS, from what I've seen. Oh, well, hopefully. But I don't think, that, to be honest, I don't think the Xbox One's going to go particularly well in Japan. But um, that's to be expected. It is Japan, and that's where Sony comes from. And it always has been a stronghold. That's what surprises me. They're talking about <clears throat> the um, the the PS4 when they announced the availability. They were like, "Oh, it'll be out in holiday 2013 in Europe and US," but they didn't yeah. mention they didn't mention Japan. And normally, they launch like, "Look at the Vita that came out in Japan like six months prior to everywhere yeah. else." I think this is going to be the first time Sony have launched a console not in Japan first. Which is probably mm. a good thing for them, considering the U.S. is obviously the the larger market. But um, yeah, I just say to everyone, wait and see, wait and see, because when it comes out, when the two systems are out, and we've got games in our hands, and we've got access to the interfaces, the online services and features of the two systems, that's when we're going to be able to fucking know. And it's going to really suck if one of them sucks and you've paid for it whether it's the PS4 or the Xbox One, because you didn't know. But, well, hey, in a no one's telling world, you, no I one's reckon... saying to buy one at launch. You don't have to fucking buy a launch system. In a, in a perfect world, it would probably be Sony that dominates at this point, but I think it will depend on what you want to get out of it too. Mm. I don't know. I think Unless it, I think you're Microsoft... a narcissistic person who absolutely hates Microsoft. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft are going to give up lightly. They're going to fucking... They're going to come up with something. It might look like backpedaling. But the thing about backpedaling before the console even comes out is that by the time the console comes out, no one's going to even fucking remember. No one will remember the shit. They will just see things as it is. And the fact is... Majority of people who are going to buy an Xbox One or PS4 are not the fucking trolls on the internet. They're the people who don't even read gaming websites. Mm. So, and I'm pretty sure the majority of people out there right now have no fucking knowledge of the DRM stuff that people are talking about on the internet about Microsoft. All people see is, oh, I can watch TV on it and I can fucking swap really quickly between it and the Kinect looks really cool better than the old Kinect and mm. you know they're not getting the deep insight to it that people who follow gaming websites have so you can't write off for Xbox considering the majority of their market have no fucking clue about what's going on right now mm. and if the bad shit stays out of the fucking mainstream media it will continue to fucking not look so bad for them. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's almost like a bit of a bloodbath in a way. Currently. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty... So... I'd say that word was almost trending on Twitter on fucking mm. Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon after the uh, Sony conference. People were saying, oh, it's a bloodbath. Well, it kind of that's that's the impression I'm getting from it, but you know, I the thing is the whole situation um is actually really negative. Mm. Like I don't want to sound um 
I don't want to be a real Pollyanna about the situation, but um, it's just really, um, it's just, it's almost depressing in a way that, that this is like the amount of bickering and people who think they're experts and comedians at the moment um, because they're tapping into something that, you know, and I guess, you know, well, good they on saw people a meme once. They yeah. saw a meme and they're like, hey, I know this thing. I can use that in a conversation even though I don't actually fucking know anything. Well, it's like that stupid picture that I keep seeing floating around and or it's got the rock and the Xbox. And oh, yeah, I've the, seen that. The ticks and the big cross. And it was basically saying, has Internet Explorer? And that was the only thing the Xbox One has. And that got oh, shared like by you someone. you can share it with your friends. Uh, yeah, they like can with a rock, you can't with the Xbox. That's yeah, sh- and I saw it shared by someone who is not a gamer, who I don't even think owns anything that's not made by Nintendo. And I really, I almost got to that point where I just sort of thought, what's your fucking problem? What is your problem? Getting defensive. Because. No, it wasn't even about getting defensive. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't even about that, but it's like, this is not a joke anymore. Like, there are people who I've just, I've seen really bad sides to gamers in the last week, and I don't like it. And I don't like very many of you right now. So, you need to stop it. It's like the console (laughs) war flaring up again. But I, uh, I guess we could have fucking seen this coming. <clears throat> but it's just worse this time. I mean, like I was saying, well, the whole thing with mainstream media picking stuff up, the problem with that is obviously social media with all those memes getting fucking shared because people who don't follow gaming sites but own consoles are seeing all this shit just dogging the fuck out of Microsoft. And it creates an unfair image like, this is a Sony fanboy saying this. It creates an unfair image of Microsoft because they showed really fucking good games. They showed better games at E3 than fucking Sony did. Sony only showed one more game other than what they'd already shown us at their reveal. And to be fair, Microsoft only showed us Forza. Yeah. But they fucking, you know, Sony have shown us. Infamous Second Son, Killzone Shadowfall, Knack, and now they've shown us a bunch of indie games, which, by the way, is fucking was probably my favourite part of the E3 Sony press conference when they showed all the indie stuff, mainly because they have a Vita, and indie games are like one of the fucking best things about the Vita because they're all so small. Yep. I'm getting sidetracked here, but like... <laughs> the, the only other game they showed was The Order 18, 1886, which is like a steampunk Victorian London with some kind of dark creatures that you fuck up with futuristic guns. And by futuristic, I mean like shotguns and shit that weren't around in the fucking 1800s. But um, that game looks cool, don't get me wrong. But pff, Xbox, Microsoft showed us fucking like 10 games. So yeah. it's hard to, you know, it just, it, it all these memes and stuff, it presents an, a negative image and an unfair image of what Microsoft actually have on offer. 
isn't I just I don't know maybe I'm just I'm getting old but I just find some of it is really mean-spirited and mm-hmm. I think people are being unnecessarily nasty for really no good reason and it's like the point I made to you before would it have made a difference in a way if you saw the specs of the Xbox One but had no idea what it was like if someone had like put it this way if if there was no labeling whatsoever and it was presented with its specs only the specs with the reaction sorry yeah with just the specs sorry yeah um would the reaction have been different and another thing what the fuck has it looking like an a VCR got to do with anything. It's I was about to be redundant shot. and say an old VCR, but VCRs are old, so, you know. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's like, who gives a shit what it looks like? And, you know, when I look at my media unit at the moment, I'm looking at my DVD player and it's like, yeah, it looks like a DVD player and I look at my PVR and I think, it's a box. Yeah, it's a, Why would you have a shitty it's box, a box entertainment unit? Why would you have a box on your entertainment unit? You need to have some kind of crazy ass looking, maybe shape it like a dog shit, just to create some kind of individuality. Why you have to? I'm sick of just boxes on my fucking t- entertainment unit. I want my consoles oblong, but <laughs> it's it's just a cheap shot. It's the same as with EA. What I was saying before, you know, people pick EA as this fucking evil company, and then they constantly fucking find the stupidest shit and create memes about it or find the dumbest things just as like, oh, look, fucking EA have got a new Star Wars game coming out, Star Wars Battlefront being done by DICE. It was announced at E3. Oh, I bet they're going to fuck it up. That's what everyone is on the internet saying. Oh, they're going to fuck it up. It's going to have DRM and be fucking... Have microtransactions? Yeah, it probably will. Doesn't mean it's gonna be a fucking shit game. The Xbox One is not a piece of shit, and people are just jumping on this bandwagon, and that's what the people on the internet do. They pick a fucking target and they bully the fuck out of it. It's like voting EA is the worst company on the fucking planet. It makes no fucking sense. Bad. you're the one just saying to me that gamers, you're getting this new unseen before image of gamers as really nasty people, but they are fucking always nasty. They've been that way. Like, if someone does something wrong against gamers, they fucking cop shit for it. Have a look at Ubisoft when they announced that Rayman Legends was no longer a Wii U exclusive. People went fucking ballistic. They were like, I'm never buying a fucking Ubisoft game again. That's a fucking massive massive exaggeration of the situation you know blowing what the fuck is wrong with these people yeah these are these are the gamers in the world that we live in ah fuck and and that's uh, this kind of shit like this Xbox thing is gaining so much traction because these are the fucking people spreading all these memes on social media that make no fucking sense yes it's a bad thing that Microsoft uh it's potentially a bad thing that Microsoft are doing the anti-consumer thing. And, like, everyone jumps on the on Sony's back, like, in support, going, yes, fuck yeah, Sony. But all they're doing, they're not even doing anything new. They're doing 
like yes they are doing stuff new with the PS4 that's not what I mean then in terms of the DRM and stuff they said used games will not have fees um okay I find now this is this is a thing I find them saying like if whether it's pre-owned or you're borrowing a game off a friend that there's no more fees I don't believe that's a true statement for the simple fact that if there's season passes and things, what is the code that comes with the game going to be allowable? What is that? Three licenses per redemption? No. Like, so the the season passes DLC thing. They mean in terms of being able to give your friend a game so they can play it, the base game. The way Xbox's policy is said is that the disc or whatever, that copy of the game is linked to your Xbox Live account and if it gets put into another system, the game won't even run without potentially paying a fee, which, by the way, is also up to the publisher. But it's a more it's a more constrictive policy than the online pass thing because online passes at, at this stage are only for multiplayer, right? Yeah. So you buy a game or you buy a used game you can't access the multiplayer without the online pass, whereas Microsoft's new system is potentially, rather than an online pass for multiplayer, it's a pass for the game in its entirety, so you won't be able to play any of the game at all without paying a fee. Well, I don't, I don't know. I Maybe that could have something to do with... <sighs> I'm looking at it from a different level and that I think devs, in a way, unless you're EA or 2K or Activision, game studios are not secure. So it would probably make sense that the developers and the publishers get paid to some degree Mm. per use. If you enjoy this game, please... You know, you know, pay a fee, like because. Oh, that would uh, be a better, but that would be a good system. But so, like, people play it, and then that you go, look, you've you've had this game, you bought it used, or you borrowed it off a friend. If you've enjoyed it, do us a fucking favor and give us money. That's what is um. So that's why free to play games are blowing up so much. And like, look at League of Legends, right? If you enjoy this game, why don't you buy skins for your characters or buy new characters and stuff like that? You don't have to. You know, you have the option. But if you if you cut people off completely because they shared a game with their friend or because, like, they borrowed a game off their friend or because they bought something pre-owned because they can't afford a brand new game, you know, it's a little bit... I know from a business point of view, it makes sense. From a business point of view, it makes complete sense. Because you're just protecting yeah. yourself. But it doesn't matter if you're protecting yourself if you're pushing away consumers. And that's where you've got to find a balance between not turning away your fucking source of income but also protecting that source of income. There's got to be a balance in between. And so that's like I'm not trying to attack it or defend it or anything. I'm just like laying it out because I have read a fair bit about this. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to like just put the facts on the table, and that's that's 
what the situation is. You know, they so and and it's like the example a great a fucking great example is Heavy Rain, right? PS three, great game. Some people didn't think it was a great game. No, it's, I was one of those people. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people really enjoyed it and it sold two million copies. And David Cage, the head of Quantic Dream, yeah. came out and said three million people had trophies for it. Yeah. That's a, that's a million lost sales, which is a fuckload of sales, especially when, you know, you look at games like Uncharted Three. I'm pretty sure that only sold like fucking five million copies. PS3 exclusive games never sold anywhere near as well as Microsoft ones, and if you're selling two million, but this three million people have played your game you've lost a fuckload of money. So you can see from the publisher's point of view or even from the dev point of view where protecting it using that kind of DRM stuff would make sense. Mm. But it doesn't make any sense if you do it to a point where it turns people off buying the fucking game at all. I kind of feel a bit guilty because I played Heavy Rain after borrowing it. Oh, me too. Because <laughs> I didn't want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I would have but, bought it, but my friend had it, so I was like, why the fuck would I buy it when I can just borrow it off him? Oh, no. I, when I finished it, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't buy that. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. Uh, I fucking yeah. hardly finished anything. I looked at my trophy list yesterday, completely off topic from E3. I looked at my trophy list, and I have like 200-plus games in my trophy list. And there are so many on between zero to ten percent trophies. Good games too, where I've like started them and then gone, oh wait, look over here, another game. Yeah. So annoying. I think I need to break my leg at work. I wonder if I can organise that. That way I get work. Why not? Work comp- workers' compensation, and I can just stay at home and play games and try to you know catch up on my backlog. There you go. That works. Once, once the next gen hits, I might as well fucking trade in all my PS3 games. <laughs> Although, fuck. Look at the last two systems that got released, the Vita and the Wii U. Great launch lineups and then whew, nothing, nothing for fucking ages. <laughs> so maybe I will have time to catch up on my backlog. I almost thought that the declining popularity with the Wii U was going to work in my favour because I had a look on eBay the other week and they had a Wii U opened once, played once, had, you know, um, a few controllers, two two guns, six games, you know, bidding a hundred bucks, including postage. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I, I hear no one likes this, so I might win it. And I was the highest bidder for nearly a week, and I thought this could be nice. And then I got outbidded, and it eventually sold for three hundred, which is still considerably less than what it is brand new. But even so, I'm like, well, it's it not can't what be you this. value it at. <laughs> I just thought I can't believe it's still that popular. Oh, I'll give it another six months, and people hate it more, and then I'll get one. Well. We weren't going to talk about Nintendo because no one hate, no one likes Nintendo. <laughs> I like Nintendo. I just don't but love Nintendo. <laughs> they actually they actually announced a, f- a fair few decent games at E3. They didn't do a press conference this year. They opted out of doing a big expensive stage show and just did one of their Nintendo Direct streams where 
I guess it's from Nintendo HQ, and there's like Iwata or whatever their names are, Miyamoto. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they sit there in front of a, a camera and talk about what games they got coming up. There's a new Donkey Kong Country for the Wii U. That's fucking. That's fucking awesome. Donkey Kong is awesome. Okay, Mario Three, <laughs> Super Mario. 3D. Oh, another Mario game. Really? Yeah, this one's, this one's <laughs> an actual 3D one. Believe it or not, on the Wii U. And then there's like some other fucking shit, whatever. New Zelda, guys. There's a new Zelda. Oh, what year is this? Uh, every Sorry, year since the first Zelda came out. I know. Let's break the cycle. I don't know. I'm I'm not a Zelda person. To be fair, they have a lot of fans, and it's, I know it's they do a good fucking business model because they keep fucking selling. <laughs> And to be fair, Super Mario Galaxy was like the highest rated game of this generation. And that was a Wii game. Yeah. You know, people fucking love Mario and they're well made. So, yeah, all the best to you, Nintendo. I'll be over here with the actual next-gen systems. You met Mario, didn't you? I met Luigi at Big Day Out. I think he was on Ecstasy. Didn't you meet Thingy? What, um... Oh, yeah, I met the voice of Mario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I met a guy. Great. I might have met a guy dressed up as Luigi, who I'm pretty sure was on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. No, I met, I, met, um, I met the voice of Mario at EB Expo last year. I had a fucking voice clip of him saying, you know, giving a shout-out to Drop Bear Gaming, but I fucking lost it. <laughs> I was pretty. How do you lose it? It was saved on my phone, but then apparently it wasn't. So oh. it's on my SoundCloud. Maybe I should start a Drop Bear Gaming SoundCloud and see if I can transfer it over, or see if I can figure out a way to download it off SoundCloud. Anyway, let's fucking get back on topic. Stop talking Sorry. about fucking Nintendo. Let's talk about some games because this is dragging on, and we've probably ranted enough about the fucking differences. All I'm saying, wait and see. When the systems come out, get the like, see the reviews for the games, whatever. Stay tuned to us because we'll fucking tell you what you need to buy. <laughs> Don't get your knickers in a notch. Yeah, just be Sorry. cool, guys. Just be cool. Don't be dicks. Be respectful to yourselves and others. Don't be hating. Celebrate. Don't hate. Celebrate. There you go. We've got some mad shit coming up. Xbox One, PS4, both can be awesome. Did Wait, you just vomit a little bit in your mouth when you said... No, said I'm that. fucking buying both. I'm going to go. buy both because here's why. Games. Xbox exclusives because yes. Sony can wait. We've already talked about Sony. Xbox exclusives. Insomniac Games, who are most commonly known for Ratchet & Clank and Resistance and Spyro... Uh, now they have a contract with Microsoft to do the next two ga- games are going to be Microsoft exclusives. <clears throat> Their last game was Fuse, which we just got a review copy of slightly late, and we should hopefully have a review up for that at some point, sometime. But um, we don't know what will come first, the next gen or the review. But the game, 
It's a four-player co-op, third-person shooter, multi-platform. Now Insomniac have signed a exclusivity deal with Microsoft for the next two games, which is very strange considering they were a fucking exclusive Sony company before. But, you know, they um, Ted Price, the CEO of Insomniac Games, came out and said they just want to try something new and they're not turning their back on PlayStation and, um, yeah, they just want to, you know, they're a development company that's growing, obviously, and they want to try some new shit now that they have freedom. Good on them. So their game, <laughs> their first one, Sunset Overdrive, is uh, there's a lot of um, cloud-based stuff with the Xbox One because they've, they've got their cloud service, which is surprisingly kind of going under the radar a bit because of all the attention on their DRM and stuff. But yeah. It's. I reckon that could be a very important facet of the next gen to help Xbox get ahead because it allows for more persistent online worlds. Like, yeah. for example, MMOs like World of Warcraft. Uh, everything's stored on their servers. And um, with Microsoft having their cloud servers that can be accessed by third-party developers... It means that third-party developers don't have to be running their own servers. They can use Microsoft servers. Which is pretty – I think that's going to be quite good in a oh, way. Oh, definitely. It's, it's got – it gives so much potential for like – it's going to um, open up directions for games to go in that we haven't seen before. Anyway, Sunset Overdrive by Insomniac Games. It's like a open-world, persistent-world shooter. Anyway, what's – um. The guys from Infinity Ward who left and started their own company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Their game, Titanfall, is an Xbox 360 and Xbox One exclusive. Right. It's a shooter, first-person shooter, and I believe it has, like, mechs in it that you can get in and fuck shit up with. Right. Um, to be honest, it doesn't look that awesome, but maybe it is. But luckily, they have Dead Rising 3, which I didn't like Dead Rising 1 or 2. I thought they were boring as shit. But Dead Rising 3 uses the cloud to have... I think it uses the cloud. Whether or not it does, it doesn't matter. It has a fucking big-ass open world. So it's like Dead Island, but in the Dead Rising world. <clears throat> on, a, on a next-gen more system. More zombies. Yeah, more zombies, I know, but... More zombies. The, Yes, I know. It's a very <laughs> tired genre, but you really like Dead Island. And now, I did. Imagine that in a city with a whole fuckload more zombies to the point where they're like mobbing you. The The gameplay demo they showed, did you see it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. he's got to get from like one side of the city to the other or whatever, and there's just fucking zombies everywhere. And that's an open world, yeah. so, you know... It's going to be like Walking Dead done right. The Walking Dead first-person shooter, if it was done correctly. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well call it Walking Dead Rising. But anyway, there's that. Uh, Quantum Break, which they teased in their reveal. I still have no fucking idea what that game is, but it has presumably, from what they showed, you have like the power to freeze time for a minute or something and do uh-huh. stuff. It's from the guys who made Alan Wake, so it should be pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, Remedy? Yeah, Remedy. 
Nice. So that's that. Project Spark is like imagine Little Big Planet, but not Little Big Planet. So like the world creation and level creation that you can do in Little Big Planet, but on a like three dimensional landscape with non right. non Sackboy characters. So what they showed is they had this little dude, and then he the guy clicked on a rock. And you can give the rock a personality. Every item in the game, you can give a personality and you can create your own personalities to give it to them. So they give this rock the personality pet and it starts bouncing around and following the guy everywhere. <clears throat> Does the and rock have Internet Explorer? No. <laughs> and it doesn't I share... I it. couldn't help it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that game, I'd, I'd say if you if that even slightly interests you, you should probably go check out... I'll put... Some um, some trailer clips, some links to some YouTube videos in the podcast notes. So that's worth checking out, I reckon. Project Spark, it looks pretty cool. But it's also coming out on Windows 8, so you don't actually need an Xbox One to get it. So there you go. Fair enough. Um, Look at that. You don't need an Xbox One. You don't need an Xbox One. Just for that game. But you do need it. For Rise, Son of Rome, which is a third-person fucking hack and slash. It looks to me a lot like God of War mixed Rush. with Gears of War. Oh. Okay. So, like, you're running right. along you, to, like, strategically control a group of other Roman soldiers. You play some Roman general, and your mission is to stop the fucking barbarians that are fucking up Rome. And um, it has a lot of quick time events and brutality because Romans. And the lead character sounded a lot like Russell Crowe in Gladiator to me. I don't know, maybe it was just me. <laughs> so, but I reckon that game has maybe potential. It has potential to be shit as well because quick time events are shit. That's why I hate. Gl- I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of quick time events. I've just nah. It should just be banned. But at the same time, it has, like, these interesting strategic things. So, like, you're running along and then you go, oh, maybe it would help if I had more of my battalion or whatever, my troop with me. So you call them over and then you can do those little things that the Roman soldiers did where they, like, form a box with all their fucking shields to protect from archers and shit like that. But it's still Mm -hmm. part of a third... It's still a third-person shooter. So that's pretty interesting. Um... Forza 5 looks fucking awesome. It has, I don't know what they, adaptive tessellation on the cars. Believe that. That's an actual thing that you can do apparently where it means that the skin of the car looks shinier. (laughs) Shiny. (laughs) But pro tip, all three Top Gear presenters will have roles in Forza 5. So if you like Top Gear... And you like cars, and well, if you like fucking cars and you haven't played a Forza game, I'm alternating bef- between Forza and Forza here because technically it's pronounced Forza, but apparently everyone in Australia calls it Forza. Um, if you haven't played and you like cars, you're probably fucking doing something wrong because it's like the fucking highest rated racing game of all time or racing series. 
So it's sure to be very good. They had like some prototype McLaren on show at E3, like an actual car, and there's only two of them in the world. Nice. Because they got money to burn until the Xbox One flops. <sighs> Just kidding. Uh, you know, Forza Motorsport 5 looks cool. It's a shiny racing game, whatever, who cares? We'll get to a more racing game shortly. D4, <laughs> an episodic thriller crime game where you play some dude trying to fucking figure out who murdered your wife or something. Private it looks detective. interesting. I haven't seen enough about it. You reckon it looks interesting? Yeah, I, I watched the uh, the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and it looks um, it looks pretty cool. So um, I couldn't really. Obviously, you sort of things unravel as you would play along by the looks of things, but it's got sort of like that design to it, sort of like that look that Borderlands has and the Walking Dead, the Telltale games version I like have. It's you know, so almost so shaded. Yeah, it oh. has that look to it. So it's and I found like that really appealing. Supposed to be like yeah. a sort of feeling game. That's sort of what I the feeling I got from it. So I think mm. out of what I've seen so far at E three, I think that's probably one title that's standing out for me at this point. Mm. So because I like I like that sort of thing. And it's not zombies. Sorry. Well, there was also <laughs> dragons. For those of you who didn't see the Microsoft presentation, there was this, a dragon game where you get to fly around. It's a, like a flight battle game, like flying around on dragons, fighting other people on dragons. What the... F- Except that during the presentation, the sound didn't work. So they played the whole trailer for the game with no sound. Whoops. Oh, dear. These things happen, right? Doesn't mean the game's going to be shit or that the Xbox One's going to be shit because it was probably playing on a fucking Windows 7 machine, not an Xbox One anyway. But um, Windows 7's not that bad. It's no, Windows no, no. 8 that's what bad. I'm, what I'm saying is the sound <laughs> fucking up does not necessarily mean that the Xbox One is shit because most of the games, I'm pretty sure at E3, they have like a PC sitting under the desk with an Xbox One controller hooked up to it because they don't actually have the units there, but all the dev kits run on Windows 7, so they've got them. Yeah, because someone tweeted earlier today saying, I was playing a certain game with an Xbox One, a certain Xbox One game with an Xbox One controller, and it crashed mid-game and went to a Hewlett-Packard Windows 7 desktop. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh my God, so they're lying to us or something, but it's like... The Any PS, fucking excuse. The PS4 games, I'm pretty sure the PS4 dev kit is on the same system. So that there's no reason why they shouldn't be running them off PCs, though. I mean, it's slightly dishonest, I guess, because you expect the experience. But it's only a preview experience anyway. So, whatever, to give you an idea of what the game is. Whatever. Don't be hating. Um... Look, if if I could point out a really positive thing, mm-hmm. um, and the videos for it are on the <laughs> are on the um, 
uh, Xbox 360 dashboard, just to be clear. Um, they've got like the videos from E3 there. And one of the most impressive things that I found with the Xbox One, with being able to switch between, you know, having an app to use or a game or watching live television and how fast the response is with the mm-hmm. voice recognition. <clears throat> oh, use that voice shit recognition. Was, that is fast mm. to be able to just go, you know, game and it bing, done, you know, live TV, done. You know, it is, that is fast. It's certainly think, a lot faster than me right now trying to find the controller on the floor because I bumped it off my lap somewhere, picking oh, yeah. it up, pressing the X button, waiting for the controller to turn on and, you know, then navigating through the guide and, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Oh, shit, I selected no. I have to go through and do it all over again because <laughs> the Xbox doesn't listen to me. <laughs> I sit there telling it, Xbox. Xbox, and it just doesn't listen at all. It just ignores me. I call it my husband. I but, feel like we um, should do a wait and see on that one as well, by the way. If we're going to say wait and see on the shit things, we should say wait and see on the good things as well because the first Connect, so when, when Connect was originally announced, it looked fucking awesome. And then it came out and the voice control was fucked. Oh, do you know how fucking minor that is? All like, I'm saying is I, that if you get your Xbox One and it's not that fast, you're going to be really disappointed. That's not why I'm going to get the Xbox One. I said it looked impressive. No, but I'm, I'm saying that... that one reason, you'll be disappointed at that one reason. But the rest of it... Oh, probably, but, you know, I'll probably sit there going, oh, well, that's a shame, and I'll go and be distracted by some shiny other thing. But, I mean... Anyway. Like, I remember people used to tweet to Microsoft for a good six months after Connect. When is voice recognition going to work in Australia? Lol, fail. Go fuck yourself. Is it really that important? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to be able to. I want someone to be able to walk into my house and say Xbox off and completely fuck me over. All right. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Oh, now Just... you've got me sidetracked. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Crimson Dragon. Dragon game. Awesome. Maybe. Probably shit because most dragon games are shit except for Skyrim, which was awesome. Uh, they showed a teaser trailer for Halo Xbox One, which is the working title. It's not actually maybe probably not going to be called Halo Xbox One because that's a shit name for a game. But it showed Master Chief in a full... War suit? What do you? What do they call Halo suits? In Halo, the big metal fucking uh, armor suit that he wears. I don't have a politically correct answer for that. Anyway, he was wearing that suit, but he also had a cloak on, which makes no fucking sense, and it didn't show anything <laughs> about the actual game. <laughs> it was just a fucking Halo game. So yay, Halo! Oh, Everyone, God. guess what? There's going to be Halo. Yeah, we didn't see that one coming. Thanks. Pretty sure you signed a fucking. <laughs> trilogy contract with 343 to make Halo games. We knew there was a fucking Halo game coming. Anyway. <laughs> Master Chef puts on his robe and wizard hat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Starts casting spurs and shit. And uh, the last game that I can remember from the Sony... The, uh, what is it? Xbox thing? 
is called Below, which is from the guys who made um, Sword Sword Brothers. Is that what it's called? On mm. iPad and shit. Oh, fuck. I don't even know. Anyway, it was a real popular indie game. They're an indie developer. Actually, there was another indie game because Microsoft came out and said, fucking, this is like almost an exact quote. They said, actually, it's not probably an almost exact quote. It's like a fucking paraphrasing. They said that Microsoft has always been a great supporter of indie developers, which they kind of have, but sometimes they haven't. Case in point, Fez. They kind of fucked for uh, on that one. Um, yeah. But um, they said, and we're going to continue that tradition with the Xbox One. They showed that game below, and they showed my, uh, Minecraft Xbox One, which is Minecraft with slightly bigger worlds, or probably much bigger worlds, to be fair, but it's still Minecraft. So, and then um, Sony came out and showed a whole fuckload of other indies because on the PS4 indies can self-publish and Microsoft are making them jump through some fucking hectic hoops. There's an article in, I don't know if it's in the new Game Informer, it's the last Game Informer that I bought. It was like the um, PS4 edition because it was after the PS4 reveal but not, it was before the Xbox one and it had an article in it not about the PS4, but it was talking about the indie developers all um, bailing from Microsoft due to the policies and the runaround and the fact that, like, for example, um, Jonathan Blow with Braid, that game got released, like, on January the 2nd, and he had no control over the release date for it, and his sales suffered for it because it's not a very good time for it. Or um, the guys who did um, Super Meat Boy, when they had a deal to be part of one of the earlier on summers of arcade that Xbox do, yeah, which is a really good way for indie games to get their name out there, right? Except Mm -hmm. that um, they cut off the summer of arcade just before it was Super Meat Boy's turn to go on display. And they really, even though like they'd done everything that Microsoft had asked of them, it got to the point where Microsoft had to come through and they kind of fucked them. Not to say, like, yes, a lot of good indie games came out. Fez is awesome. Super Meat Boy is still only on PC and and Xbox, and that game's fucking awesome. I fucking love Super Meat Boy. But um, Sony... played it. It's a really hard platformer. Like, the kind yeah. where you just continually go and go and go and go and go and do the same thing over and over. But for some reason, you don't... Like, you feel like smashing the fuck out of your controller. But at the same time, there's that feeling of reward when you beat a level finally. You know, one of those games? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love them. I'm almost... These days, I'm starting to get more into them than I am in any other type of game. I don't know why. Just something... But, um, yeah, Sony are allowing, obviously, they're actively going out and courting indie developers to try and get them to come over to PS4, which is good for PS4 games, obviously, because it, it allows for there to be a larger variety of games out there for for the owners of the system. But um, it's also the, the reason why it was my favorite part of the Sony conference is because throughout my time working with Dropbear Gaming... 
we've we've spoken to and dealt with a whole lot of uh, Aussie indie developers, and it makes me feel really good to know that there's this outlet where they can go and be supported and be able to get their game out there really easily. So, I mean, other than Steam, because, you know, Steam is still going to be good. Xbox Live Arcade is still going to be good. It's just that there's more options for these guys to get out there. Yeah. And, um, and like, iOS games aren't for everyone. Like, not every indie developer wants to make a fucking iOS game. They want to make something with controls and not necessarily specifically mouse and keyboard or Xbox controller or PS3 controller. So it's nice to have the fucking option. Mm. And that's why that was my favorite part of the conference because it showed a real, like that not even, it wasn't just the number of them that they showed. It was the amount of time that they dedicated to it that was like, you know, it, it made me feel like really optimistic for the future for indie developers out there. And that's good yeah. because that's what helps to stop every fucking game being the same shit all the time. You know, AAA games have to follow a certain formula. Otherwise, they're not viable financially. That's why we get so many fucking sequels. But then if you get a team of like five to ten people working on a game, they have a lot more flexibility to be able to create new ideas and take risks and do something different. Yeah. So anyway, end of my rant. I just really, I'm loving indie games lately. I'm looking I wish forward we, had, to we just Australia. had more access to them. To be honest, like um, having a look at the US Xbox Live marketplace because mm. they get the, they the indie titles. Yeah. Yeah. Indie games or whatever. And they look really awesome to play, but um. Yeah, it's it's sort of a shame because I'd really love to play a lot of them, but just can't. Yeah, that was see that was one of the other complaints with about about Microsoft is the fact that that channel like we don't have it here, but even in America it's really buried in the store, so right. it's hard for people to find more and more. But if you want indie games, I'm holding in my hand right now a portable device that has lots of great indie games on it. And it's called PlayStation Beta. Oh, my God. There's a game on it called Thomas Was Alone that I bought. It was a PC game that a guy started making when his wife went out to the shops to pick something up. And or you, you play this little block, and it's a platformer, and you meet other blocks, and each block, depending on their shape, has a different ability. Like some can jump higher, some can float in water, some are like bouncy so that if another block jumps on them, they jump higher and um, really fucking simple. But the narration of it creates a kind of emotional, it it gives you an emotional connection with a fucking block named Thomas. (laughs) And that's really fucking cool. You can probably find it. It was like a flash game originally. I'm serious. It's a fucking really good game. So um, it's on PS3, PS Vita, and I think it's probably still available. It's on um, Steam. If you don't want to fucking play it on PS3, it's on Steam. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty cheap as well. So whatever, Thomas was alone. That's another sidetrack, man, this fucking podcast. Holy shit. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Let us know, please, because, you know, we get sidetracked real fucking easy. (laughs) 
were talking about uh, we were talking about indie it games. A, it is a bit of a train wreck. <laughs> I just I think we're covering lots of topics really haphazardly. But whatever. Fuck it. If you don't like it, turn it off. <laughs> By the way, I mentioned earlier Killer Instinct. I forgot to say another Xbox uh, exclusive Killer Instinct because Microsoft bought the um, the rights to Killer Instinct. And everyone was like, what the fuck's going on with Killer Instinct? No one's heard anything about it. Here's why. It's a day one digital download free to play on the Xbox One. So as soon as you get an Xbox One, you can go online because you will already fucking be online. Otherwise, you'll have a 360, won't you? And uh, download... And achievement. Yeah, download a kill- the Killer Instinct game. It's free to play, but you only get one character, Jago or Jago, which um, you can see what or he... Yago. Or Yago, whatever. <laughs> maybe just Argo with a silent J. J-A- silent J. Anyway, he's on, um, <laughs> he was on their gameplay demo that they showed in their conference where they showed off the Twitch TV streaming, which, by the way, is kind of important for those of you out there who like live streaming your shit. Twitch has... I an- love live streaming my shit. <laughs> just I mean... Yeah, love it. <laughs> like, really, like, deep, dark internet websites. Um, yeah, Twitch TV has an exclusivity deal with Xbox, just like Ustream is with the PS4, where you can share your fucking content on there. Except that Twitch is better than Ustream. Damn it. For the Sony. But whatever, Twitch is cool, so you can stream your shit. And um, anyway, they were showing it off at the conference, <laughs> showing, were they playing Killer, they were playing something, and then they went on to Killer Instinct, and the two people, who was like a producer of Killer Instinct, and then this other random chick, were playing it, and Old Mate shared his video somehow, and then she shared her video through Twitch, and um, she was playing as this Jago guy, this is the point where I'm leading to very fucking slowly. She was playing as that guy. He's like a blue fucking monster dude. Anyway, <laughs> he's free. All the rest need to be purchased separately. They haven't mentioned any pricing yet. Hopefully they don't go fucking stupid with it. Hopefully it comes in like um, packages, maybe three characters for a, a small price or something because the problem with a fighting game is that it's not really good if you can't try every character and pick which one you like best, right? Do you play many? Maybe it will be like Skylanders, maybe. Where you fucking buy a character. Get a pack of four or oh, something. Yeah. yeah. Might, it might be packaged like that. That would be good. Hmm. But it'd be better if you could play as them all for like a little bit of time so you can see which one you like and then you can purchase that one. But I suppose that would stop people buying the way they do with Skylanders, where you sell a pack of three and two of them are something that you don't fucking need. Yeah. That's how they make um, money. Isn't Injustice kind of the same with DLC characters? Uh, they did a like season just... pass. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, they did a season pass for their first three characters, which, by the way, now is over. And, oh, oh, oh the third character. The first one was Lobo. Anyone who knows DC Comics might know Lobo. Number two was Batgirl, which is nice, whatever, Batgirl. Number three, 
out of all the DC Comics characters they had to choose from, they made Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, the third DLC character on the fucking season pass. And they're going to continue making more characters, which all have to be bought separately because the season pass is done. So that's really fucking annoying to me. Because I got got the season pass and I've got Mortal Kombat. I don't need Scorpion in my fucking DC Comics game. Ah, yeah. You know, when there's so many other characters that they could... Like, they've got DC fans blowing up on the net saying, you know, oh, how good would it be if you had Martian Manhunter or fucking whatever, different characters that people love, and then, oh, nah, MK character. Why? Like, yes, it's cool. Uh, It's been designed by Jim Lee, who's a fucking artist for DC but it's a bit of a cheap shot it would have been better to have a DC character for the third character in the season pass and then have Scorpion as a character after don't you think once the season pass is done Uh, look once bitten twice shy I used to troll the bloody dance central forums trying to get song requests and they keep putting shit like Rihanna and Chris Brown oh, so whatever yeah I just think if like, you've got... I was I was looking for good tracks for DLC not fucking Justin Bieber and all that bullshit see I'm turning into a cranky old woman because I'm like who the fuck are these people? And what's with this shitty music? And it's like, ah, it's like the radio. Why would I want to play to the radio? <laughs> I just think that Injustice, right? You buy it because you're a DC Comics fan. You buy this yeah. season pass because you want to get extra characters. Yeah. And I don't even like Lobo, but I don't mind him being a character because I know he's from DC, right? And if you have the plan, if you know ahead of time, and they fucking knew ahead of time that they were going to have more DLC characters than just the season pass, I fucking guarantee they knew. Because you can't just throw this shit together. They've been working on it. And to have the plan to do a three-character DLC season pass and then make the third one not a DC character when you have... Probably they've probably got half-made DC characters ready for the next fucking three months to release, and they do that. I think it's a dick move. But anyway, it's different to Killer Instinct because Injustice has all those extra all the characters for the game already, and then it just has these one or two extra DLC ones. Whereas Killer Instinct, you only get one character. You know, not a group of thirty characters to be able to play through and try out and see which one you like best. So, I don't know. It depends on the price. Who would, who would you have preferred to have been there? In Killer Instinct or in Injustice? Injustice. Ma- Martian Manhunter. <laughs> is a green guy who gets hurt by fire. But I would pretty much rather have anyone. I would rather have anyone than a Mortal Kombat character. I would rather have a DC character. But Like Crypto? Yeah, Crypto the Dog. Fuck yes. I'd love that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty ridiculous. What about Supergirl? More. What about Power Girl? What about... Or Comet. The uh, <laughs> Starfire from Teen Titans. Like, there's all these different characters that they could have picked from, and they pick a Mortal Kombat character. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore because we're getting sidetracked again. 
unusual. <laughs> but yeah, I just think Killer Instinct, yes, it's awesome to have a free-to-play game on day one. No, it is not awesome to have only one character for free. Oh, bloody hell. But whatever. It remains to be seen what happens with that in terms of pricing. It could go... They might do it differently. They might decide they want to make extra characters free as well. Or they might do it the League of Legends way where you have like three characters free and they rotate them. Yeah. And then if Maybe. you played as one and you really liked it, you can buy it to be able to play for it, play with it forever. I don't know. I think there should be like a punch card system for additional characters. You know, you, you purchase characters and you get your fifth choice free or something. Oh, yeah. Buy four, get fifth on. I reckon that would yeah, that'd be cool. Huh? How hard would it be to implement too? It would probably be fucking easy. Yeah. Um, what else? We can finish this up pretty soon, I think. Um, Final Fantasy Versus 13 is a game that people have been waiting for since the PS3 was announced. Yay, they showed yeah. another fucking trailer. And now it's called Final Fantasy 15. And it will have sequels set in the same world the same way Final Fantasy 10 and Final Fantasy 13 had. And Square Enix assure us that they will, we will not be waiting eight years between fucking games. <laughs> Which is nice. Ooh. That's a nice thing to do. Also, Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced. Um, both Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 are on both next-gen systems. For those mm-hmm. of you who are Kingdom Hearts fans, I know there's so many fucking people out there crazy for that shit. I don't give a fuck. But um, <laughs> it has... You know, they their part. Kingdom Hearts has Disney characters, right? And since the last Kingdom Hearts game, which was oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts two on PS two, um, that's right. Disney have picked up Star Wars, Pixar, whatever else. They've picked up fucking heaps of new characters. So there's a yeah. potential that there could be some, you know, some of your favorite motherfuckers in that game. You could be playing with, you could be playing with Playing with Woody. Sorry, I never thought of Goofy as a motherfucker. That's hilarious. He's a Sorry. Goofy motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <sighs> oh, Peggle 2. <laughs> That's my new favorite GIF, by the way, guys. Or GIF. Animated GIF. It's a GIF. Um, old mate at the EA conference when he announced it was this PopCap guy. And right at the end of his little thing, he was like, oh, yeah, I have one more thing to announce. Peggle 2, and then he jumped in the air, punched the air, and then, like, in, turned around and walked, walked off the stage. <laughs> he, goes, like, he goes, like, pointing to the crowd. He's like, Peggle 2, jumps up, punches the air, lasers go crazy behind him, and then he just walks off. No trail, <laughs> nothing, just Peggle 2. So, yeah, awesome, Peggle 2. Peggle is a pretty popular game. Um Oh, God, it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's what makes it so good. Um, this is old news, no, I but it's... Think, I think um, Plants vs. Zombies. Plants um, vs. Zombies 2. Yeah, uh, I don't know Garden if that's... Warfare? Is that Plants vs. Zombies 2? Because they announced Plants vs. Zombies 2, It's About Time, a couple of weeks ago, right? And then they've called... Uh-huh. They've got Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. <laughs> 
I still laugh at that. I'm sorry. It's just, ugh. Plants vs. Zombies is the zombies game that I will never get tired of. Oh, yeah. I have it on every device I could possibly play it on. I have it on the PS3, on the Xbox, on my tablet, on my phone, on my laptop, because um, it's on Steam. I have it everywhere. I'm not crazy. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare is a third-person shooter. Oh, my God. <laughs> How fucking awesome is that? So Plants vs. Zombies 2, It's About Time, right, is Plants vs. Zombies 2. And then they have a third-person action game called Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Gosh. That's definitely something. He'd go and... Um... I don't know, teabag one of those zombies with a bucket on its head. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, that's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Um, Right, Ubisoft had two games that I think are worth mentioning. I mean, obviously, they had Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Yes, we've seen that before. We're not going to talk about it now. And Watch Dogs. Yes. Watch Dogs looks fucking amazing. I cannot fucking wait for that game, but we're not going to talk about that either because we've seen that before. There was new trailers and gameplay footage shown at E3. If you want to check it out, you can always go on YouTube. We don't need to talk about it. They announced two new games for next gen and both of them are open world, persistent online. I don't know if they say persistent, but they're like MMOs, but not MMOs. They're a bit like vague about it. Nebulous about it, if you if you prefer. Nebulous. Um, Fair like, enough. For example, the division. The division is a third-person yes. shooter, and it's co-op with up to uh, they, the way he, the f- gameplay footage they showed showed three people playing, and a fourth person using a companion app on a tablet, controlling a little like hovering fucking thing that shot people as well. But then at the end of the... Yeah. So that you can, like, play it, drop in, drop out, co-op with a fucking person using a tablet. Does that blow your mind? Next gen, you know. It's next gen. The Division looks fucking awesome. It's a post-apocalyptic... Well, not... Post... Not a post-apocalyptic. Post, like, viral outbreak. New York City. So it is kind of post-apocalyptic because shit's real fucked up. Lots of people are dead. And um, Mm. the idea is uh, what happens if in America a massive pathogen breaks out and fucks everyone up with a virus and then the US government have put in place a contingency plan just in case and it involves what I... It's called Directive 51 or something. And it's a bunch of little cells spread throughout the country who do something. <laughs> and anyway, you play part of one of those cells, I think. Anyway, it's an online game. You can play it single player or you can play it multiplayer. And at the end of the, the um, preview that they showed, it showed um, them starting a conflict, a battle, gun battle with another four players. And then it zoomed out to an overhead map and it showed little groups of four players all over the map. So it was kind of like an MMO. But, yeah, right. it's pretty okay. interesting. But then again, MMOs can be hit or miss. 
I hope it's really good because that game looks really good. It's Tom Clancy's The Division, by the way. So Tom Clancy makes they're pretty good games. Good games yeah. So they do they do tell good stories, and hmm. we all know I like a good story in my game. Exactly. And the other game that Ubisoft said that was new that excited me was is called The Crew, and it is also an MMO, but it's a racing MMO. So you can race around single player or you can like meet up with your friends and do like crew missions where you work together to take down enemies and all kinds of shit like that in a racing game. It's like Burnout Paradise in MMO form is what I've seen seen it referred to. Probably not as awesome as Burnout Paradise, let's be honest. That game was fucking sick. But um yeah. I was okay. Wasn't it I was fun. It had a lot of two, replay value. Three. Um, Burnout 2 was pretty awesome. Burnout 3 was pretty awesome. Paradise was okay. They put out was all right. free DLC for Burnout Paradise. That's what oh, yeah. It's about. yeah. The support just kept going and going and going. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of MMOs in the next gen because it wasn't just the Division and the crew. It was also um, Destiny which they showed the gameplay footage of during the Sony conference. Turns out Destiny's an MMO, first-person shooter MMO. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. there's that and other things, I guess. I mean, with the extra power of the new consoles, who can say why not? But, um, yeah, that's that. Oh, and old news from, like, three days after we posted our last podcast... Rayman Legends was also announced for the Vita, and um, that game looks sick because Rayman Origins was fucking one of my favorite games. Again, a platforming game, so fucking fun. One of those games where you keep doing the same level over and over and fucking it up, and you never stop, you know? you just like, oh, I fucked it up, restart, continue, you know? Anyway, Rayman Legends for Vita was announced, comes out the same time as all the other versions, Rayman Legends was originally a Wii U exclusive, yeah. launch window exclusive, and then everyone blew up. Like we mentioned earlier, everyone blew up because they fucking said they were going to put it on at PS3 and Xbox. Now it's coming to the Vita as well. And apparently it comes with a lot of touch controls, very similar to what the Wii U gamepad would use for manipulating the level, like being able to swipe your finger through ropes to cut ropes because in the Wii U version, you'd be able to use... The person using the game pl- gamepad was like a companion character. And it was your job to like move platforms and stuff like that. So the other people playing would be able to get through the level. And um, yeah, right. that's all going to be included on the Vita version. So the Wii U is not looking good for sales for Rayman Legends. Which is really unfortunate. Because that game has a lot of promise. Had a lot of promise to be... Maybe not a system seller, but make some, draw some attention at least to the Wii U. It needs all the fucking help we can get. <laughs> well, it's all right. The Wii U doesn't need an always online thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you don't, we have a product for that. It's called a Wii U. If you don't want a next gen system, we have a product for you. It's called a Wii U. There you go. And only $100 less. <laughs> oh, they they also showed a trailer for Metal Gear Solid Five. For those of you who are interested, ah, uh, who cares? 
I mean, that's fantastic. I yeah. can't wait. I'm not real fussed about it either. Oh, and then also Nintendo announced a new Animal Crossing. Another one, even though there's one coming out in like Yay. one fucking day. There's a new one being announced as well. So, whatever. It's an underrated game. I love Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Animal Crossing is like arguably one of the best games. But... It's such a harmless little game. I love it. It's just, it takes me to a very happy place when I play that game. Mm. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. You got anything else you want to mention from E3 that no. jumps out at you? We've talked for fucking nearly an hour and a half on this recording, I think. So that's yeah. a pretty good effort. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hopefully we didn't bore you by changing topics too much. Let us know what you think about E3's announcements and the fucking Xbox and PS4. Try, honestly, guys, try to just do the wait and see thing. Don't get caught up in the... Be patient. Be patient. Do we ha- do we have a competition winner from the last podcast? No. <laughs> okay. So we have a competition. <laughs> oh, did I even mention that? Because I know the end of the podcast got cut off. I don't know if we said it before or after. Anyway, um, copy of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance on Xbox 360. I believe. There you it go. Was. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. And email us and tweet us and Facebook us with your comments on this podcast as well, and you can be in the running for it as well. Free things. I'm really tired right now. Free is the best color. Yes. Totes. Totes, 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 totes. Totes. (laughs) I'm reading this thing right now, and it says that... Sony has confirmed that not every multiplayer game for the PS4 will require PlayStation Plus. Publishers will be able to decide what happens with free-to-play games. So free-to-play games might still be free without, like, free-to-play online without PlayStation Plus. Things like, um, is it Blacklight Retribution? That's a free-to-play game, I think. That's coming to PS4. So that's an interesting uh, little bit of news that's just cropped up at the end there. I would wager that Call of Duty Ghosts is probably not going to be free to play. Like freebies. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be free to play either. No but, way. Hey, people who play fucking Call of Duty will pay anything. They buy Call of Duty every fucking year. Actually, I have one more thing to say mm-hmm. following E3, and this is just a retort to comments I have seen on the interwebs about what people think about Call of Duty Ghosts and Battlefield 4, and this is all I'm going to say about it. When I hear the remarks like, Battlefield 4 is going to be a cod killer, you are kidding yourself, because there are people who are loyalists to the franchise and there is no way in hell people will go, hmm, Battlefield 4 looks better than Call of Duty this year. I'm not going to bother because they are two totally different animals. Plus, Stop comparing them. Plus, Call of Duty Ghost is a completely different type of game apparently from what I've heard. From uh, It's different to Modern Warfare and it's different to Black Ops. It's a whole new fucking beast. 
So well, there you go. Plus, I'm but, pretty sure there's people out there who are completely oblivious that fucking Battlefield even exists. Who play Call of well, Duty? Call of Duty is that big. I'm pretty sure there's people playing Call of Duty who have no idea what the fuck Battlefield is, and it would not surprise me if that's the case. Would it surprise no. you? No, of course not. No. Exactly. Of course it's not. Ridiculous. I think that was one of the best insults I ever got from someone when I played Battlefield 3, I don't know, in the last 12 months. And someone sent me a message saying, go back to COD. Because I was running around doing shit. I wasn't sitting on the hill with a fucking sniper rifle. <laughs> so I'll tell you, yeah. the only game that can be a COD killer is COD. COD is the well, only game that will kill COD. That is at a this fair point, comment. it's at like critical mass. That fucking game ain't gonna die unless they severely fuck it in the ass. Yeah. To put it graphically. See, so. be, uh, yes, that is pretty much correct. So, I don't know. I guess if you're not a loyalist and you like shooters, well, it depends on the kind of shooter you prefer. Do you prefer tactical teamwork-style games? Then you should probably play Battlefield. Mm-hmm. If you prefer the mindless run-and-gun and fast pace movements of Call of Duty, then that's probably what you should prefer. Yeah, that's why I prefer Battlefield. That run-and-gun stuff just makes me angry. I don't... Because... Uh, should we, we probably shouldn't get into this. It's just... This is my reasoning, right? And I'm not trying to attack Call of Duty or anything. It's just... When I die and I respawn instantly... It, yeah. It makes me feel like dying has no negative connotations. So I just run in and shoot motherfuckers up until I die and then I just do the same thing over and over and then that kind of gets boring because there's no punishment for dying so I'm not feeling like I need to not run around corners without fucking looking. <laughs> you know what but I mean? But it depends what you're playing at the same time. Like with... Um the more tactical playlists in Call of Duty, like Capture the Flag, there's usually about an eight-second respawn time. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm playing the wrong fucking... I only ever play it at friends' houses. I don't actually own any Call of Duty games. Yeah. Although I think I'm going to get Ghost. Yeah. I like... I do like both. I hate the players of both probably... Well, I probably hate the Battlefield players more because they don't fucking do anything. They just sit there with sniper rifles looking at the that's sky. Why, that's why you need, like, a, have a squad of, you know, four people who, are, who know each other because it's more, like, you can have a whole team of people, but if you just have one squad that you're in with people who know what they're doing and that you can, you're talking to and you're friends with, it makes the game so much fucking better. Of course, of course. Um, But that's all I'm going to say on the matter between the two games because not only do we have a fucking console war, we have a fucking FPS AAA shooter war as well. And that's not even the fucking beginning. There's fucking Planetside 2, which is like fucking huge on Steam right now. Massive shooter. That's coming to PS4 as well. And Blacklight Retribution, a free-to-play shooter. You know, there's fucking so many shooters out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, potentially one of them might be a fucking cod killer. Who knows? But anyway, 
We have a competition. We've mentioned the competition. We've mentioned a fucking whole shitload of E3 stuff and swearing away too much. I apologize. I'm pretty tired, like I mentioned. Um, good chat, Suze. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Like I said, leave us feedback, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, hopefully, by the way, the reason the website has been a little bit dead lately is because I still don't have the fucking internet at my new house. So, you know, these things happen. I'm working on it, guys. I'm sorry. If you even read our stuff anyway. <laughs> of course. Of course but, um, they do. Yeah, no, that's, we, we can still get the podcast up. Every it's not <laughs> It's not as common as I'd like it to be, the podcast episodes, but... You know, at least we're doing something. And you guys get to hear our sexy voices, so <laughs> get it. Especially mine at the moment when it's so husky. <laughs> like a fucking oh. phone sex hotline girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Well, it's been swelled, but the swelling's gone. Bye. Bye. Bye.